Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is your host, Sophia Renea Morales, and today I am here with Bella Rose. We promised a reprise, and she has come back to dig deeper. So, before we get started on this deeper dive, I would like to invite you to get to know yourself a little bit more. Take 60 seconds for a deeper dive into who you are and what your spiritual gifts are in this world. You can go to superpowerquiz.us and get your results in a jiffy. So go ahead and do that. And now I'm going to introduce our guest for those of you who don't remember and those who are new. Bella is the founder of the Delight Your Marriage organization, which runs training programs where decades-old stale marriages become playful, purposeful, and passionate again, even if only one spouse does the work. Bella hosts the Delight Your Marriage podcast, uh, which is in the top half percent of the most popular podcasts in the world. She coaches longtime marriage therapists on their own marriages, spouses that have pretty good marriages, or some that think they are on the brink of disaster. And they now feel like they're living their dream. It's incredible to witness people who have suffered so, for so long, restored and enjoying their life in their most important relationship again. Hmm. She likes spending time with her husband, having mom-son dates, prayer while sitting in nature or journaling in the mornings before sunrise. This refuels her drive to help others. Welcome, Bella. <laughs> A mouthful, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sophia Renee. So happy to be here. Oh, it's so wonderful to have you back with us. Uh, for those who don't remember the earlier episode, how did you find your way into this particular path of service? What brought you into reviving relationships? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, it really started out of brokenness and pain and sadness. Um so when as, I was, as most of our journeys begin, right? It's like I'm such a freaking mess. <laughs> right, right. And you know what? I have to apologize. I should have asked in the beginning. Um, am I? Do you want me to kind of re-go into the full story, or is now like a quick summary? Or sorry, what were you thinking? <laughs> I should have asked. <laughs> Let's just hit the highlights. Okay, just the highlights. Yep. So, yeah, so I was married when I was very, uh, you know, young and uh, really didn't understand how to um, love him the way that he receives love. He had no idea how to love me in the way that I receive love. And we had so much strife and struggle in our marriage. Yeah. And well, and you probably didn't even know how to tell him how you receive love because a lot of us just think, well, this is how everyone loves, right? <laughs> exactly. We take it personally. Like he... He's obviously withholding affection if he's not just naturally giving it. It's personal. Yes. Um, and so, and it wasn't. It was simply he didn't know what he didn't know. And I didn't know what I didn't know. And so, you know, my issues around sexuality was I, I felt like, um, you know, I, was, I saved myself for marriage. I, this should have been this wonderful thing. And instead, it was painful physically, painful emotionally. And it just wasn't 
wasn't what it was supposed to be. It wasn't enjoyable. Yeah. It wasn't positive. Um, so yeah, so we had tons of arguments. It was, it was, we were ruthless, critical. Um, there was just a culture of dissatisfaction for both of us. Right. And well, and we're not taught to fight fair either. I mean, really, a lot of what my parents modeled is like really not fair fighting. <laughs> right. No, it's it's exactly the case. Um, we don't have good role models generally. And then we're we're watching movies that are full of drama, you mm-hmm. know, which is so cool and interesting to watch drama. And then we use that as our role models because we have yeah, none no. other than that. <laughs> and I don't need that in my marriage. It's I'd rather have it on the TV where I could just flip it off at the end and then snuggle with my husband, connect with him. If we have something we need to discuss, discuss it, not like rip each other to shreds personally. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But have any of us seen what does healthy conversation, a healthy disagreement, a healthy working through we just don't see it. And we no. also don't know so often, I know with me, and, and I wonder for you as well, when I was growing up, there was only maybe two marriages that I would have liked to have. Of everyone that I ever saw ever, there was maybe only two. Yeah. Yeah. And even some of the ones that you think, it's like, oh, well, they've got it figured out. A lot of times, once you get a little closer and get kind of peeks behind the curtain, you discover, you know what, it's not as rosy as it looks on the surface. Yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah. Ah, so, all of that pain and discomfort motivated you to learn more about relationships. How did you get into uh, straightening your own shit out? Uh, because that's really step one i i have trouble with people who are like i'm gonna go fix your shit but i'm not gonna work on mine oh my gosh yes no it it was it was a a struggle i would say so i um so i did in that marriage i uh left it and um divorced and then just really spent a couple of years really just you know i'm faith tradition christianity and so when i was you know, walking in that realm, I was just like, this isn't working. What's happening? So I just completely went away from it and just kind of was promiscuous and just decided sex doesn't matter. I'm going to figure this thing out in terms of sex in the save it for marriage context doesn't matter. Right. So I'm going right. to figure it out for myself. As kind exactly. Of I'm going to drop a lot of the morality around it and just go into it with an open heart and open mind and explore it. And explore I did. And, um, <laughs> and so, but, but what I found is that it really does connect to humans. And it really is a spiritual heart connection that you can't get away from. And, um, but I also learned that sex is extremely important for men. Not Yes, it's important for me and women and, and that sort of thing. But in terms of, I learned that I could pretty much do whatever the heck I wanted to if this area was fulfilled in a relationship. And so ultimately, I got my heart broken enough in that phase of life that um, I decided I wanted a man that was also good to me, not just because I was not not just hot, <laughs> not. Yeah, not just those those ways in sex, et cetera. Um, and so, yeah, so I started dating this man who's just kind and gentle, you know, just compassionate, 
heart. And, um, and slowly, you know, because the, the intimacy was so great, he was really able to be everything that I needed him to be emotionally and romantically and all of those things. Um, and so we got married. Um, and then um, there were still some tweaks that had to be made. There were still some, you know, the sex was consistent. Um, it was great. And he was happy in that way. But then we still had a good amount of tension. And I, I just remember feeling like, um, first of all, uh, you know, I'm, I do understand how important sex is now for men and for myself as well, but he, he cannot be a fulfilled man without a strong, intimate life with me. Yeah. Um, and that's what I discovered. And, and so I started doing this work because I was just like, everyone needs to know this. When yes. women are not, when they're, when they're not happy in their marriage, because he's being a mopey jerk. I mean, he's not, he should not be a mopey jerk, but. Well, I mean, you, you, you got to give him a little space. I mean, occasionally we all need to be mopey jerks for a while. <laughs> That's right. We all get our mopey jerk uh, moments, if you will. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but not as a standing thing. Yes. That's right. That's right. Not as a standing thing. Um but yeah, I mean, sex was was super important and, and it's super important for for women to love him in that way because he loves through sex and he feels loved through sex. So both and is the way that men are made up. And um, now that I work with men one on one and in coaching sessions, I mean, I just see this repeated on a constant intimacy is truly um, the difference between an incredible day and a so-so day. Like yeah. they just, I mean, the, the sun is shining, the, he, he's whistling a happy tune. He can focus more at work. The anxiety is relieved. He suddenly feels that life is okay. And it's going to be can okay. Walk around with a goofy grin on his face. I, yes, he can. <laughs> I mean, it is truly transformative for him. And, you know, I can't, I can't tell you the amount of times I hear that from men of just how grateful they are, how happy they are afterwards and um, how much they love their wives because she gives this to him in such a generous way. And so, um, so anyway, coming back yes. to the story that, that was the piece that I, I was just like, the world has got to know women need to know this. So I, I wrote my book about um, sex and actually the practicalities of oral sex. Um, because I was like, of all the areas of sex, this one is not handled in a mature way. I don't think in a way. Uh, of like, Yeah, I think you're right. It's, it's extremely badly handled. <laughs> Yeah, it really is. Uh, pun intended. It's just badly <laughs> done. <laughs> but it is, I mean, I think that uh, I even use a totally new word for it. I call it penny um, because there's no there's no job. There's it should not be manual labor. This is this should be a joyous, loving gift, service, love that you're displaying for the man that you love. Like there should be no icky um, there should no, be no negative association with, oh, those those undignified, dirty women do those things. Instead, it's like, no, this is this is just as as beautiful and wonderful as you kissing his lips. So anyway, I wrote that book, did my podcast, started my podcast um, and then started coaching women. And um, 
yeah, and just kept learning as I went and eventually came to a, a framework that really helps men and and helps women both understand how each other need to be loved. Um, and almost naturally, they receive that in return. That's wonderful. Now, you've been working with couples for a while, and I know you tend to work with couples who've, who've been in it for quite a long while. What is kind of the hardest thing to teach these quote unquote old dogs, the people who've been married for decades? <laughs> What's the hardest thing for them to get their heads around and to shift into? Oh my gosh, yes. I think that when we have been struggling and suffering for so many years, I think the biggest thing is having hope. Hmm. I just think that if somebody cannot reach past the suffering and say, it could be different. It could, because if it hasn't, for whatever reason, let's say they yeah. found a couple new skills and they tried it for a couple months and they just didn't see a huge transformation, then, okay, well, never mind. And then yeah. they- you, you want to just kind of toss in the towel and go, well, that didn't work. Right, right. I've tried that before. That hasn't worked. He's never going to change. She's never going to change. Um, and so I think that's the biggest, first, most important thing is to have hope. And, and that's why I, I, for a very long time, I never did um, like audio or video testimonials because I thought no one's going to want to talk about their sex life. Only me. <laughs> I'm the only weirdo in the crowd. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, but once I started asking people, they do. And it, and I think it's important if you don't if you don't hear about stories, you're never going to think it's possible because, I mean, my goodness, again, with the role modeling, how often do we hear about marriages breaking down, divorces, the drama, the affairs, the this or that? Mm -hmm. um, so they really need hope that if they could change themselves, their spouse would respond differently. Yes, that's beautiful. I, I, I want to kind of follow this thread a little bit more, but we're already coming up on our first break. Can you believe it? <laughs> um, and I, what I want to dig into when we get back is, you know, what if you feel you've chosen the wrong person? How do you know whether you should have hope or whether you should just cut bait? So we'll dig into that when we get back from the break. Uh, if you are joined us here today, we love that you're here with us. We know we're coming right up on Valentine's Day, which can be a real challenge if you're in a relationship that's sucking sideways. Um, and so I I would invite you to spend a little time with your pen, with your paper, and take a moment to list the things that you remember appreciating about this other person you're in partnership with. Um, because that person is still in there someplace. And so let's, let's draw forward the things that we can appreciate. And just for the moment, we're not going to completely ignore it, but right now, for the moment, we're going to put aside the complaints and, and the criticisms, and let's just focus on what's good and beautiful still, and we'll be right back from the break.
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Hey, beautiful soul, Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to TellZofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A dot com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's TellZofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. It's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1 866 472 5795. Again, that's 1 866 472 5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Welcome back. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renee Morales, and I'm here with the wonderful and amazing Bella Rose. And before the break, we were talking about hope and the need for hope uh, as you're moving through negotiating the relationships and working to improve them. Uh, but there are also times when you just have to wake up and smell the coffee and go, nope, there's, there's nothing here to salvage. So how do we know, Bella, which is, which is the point we're at? Oh my gosh. Yes. And, you know, I think it's a, it's really a tough one. And, and with my history, I, um, I did end my first marriage and, you know, the thing about it is, if I knew then what I know now, it's possible I wouldn't have had to do that. Um, and so, I would encourage and invite the person listening to wonder, just because you're listening here, I, I think Sophia Renee would agree that there's a reason. You're not happening to be on this, you know, yeah, audio it's show. not happenstance that you showed up here today. Yeah, that's right. And I know you're you're still listening because I think you want hope. You want there to be a reason for you to have invested these months or years or decades with this person. There's got to be a reason you've stuck around so far. Um, and so what I want to invite you to do is have a curious heart that maybe on this conversation, there's going to be something that you get to see the perspective is going to shift for you. Um, because in the same way that I would want my partner to have an open heart and open mind to me if I was making mistakes, um, 
I, I would hope that, that, that you have that same kind of mindset to them. So, um, so how do you know if you need to just cut ties um, is the question, right? So yeah. I think the, the key is um, when you are um, needing to he- understand the, the hurts, let me, let me just talk about it that way. So the hurts that, that they have caused you are just, let's say the pile of hurts is just to the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um, and really these are things that you're, you're holding against them. They're painful. Um, and then and the things fidelities that, and that kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Right. Maybe pornography use and, you know, all sorts, all sorts. Drinking, and they're, they're, addiction. There's all kinds of, yeah. Relationship breakers. Yes. And, the, and they're legitimate. Um, now, so I have a framework. So we do women to be fulfilled in her marriage. She needs to feel known who she yeah. is, her uniquenesses, her qualities, um, safe emotionally. She's taken care of. She's cared about. He listens to her. He wants to hear her heart. Um, and then finally, um, wholehearted cherish. You know, that's the dates. That's the romance. That's the mm-hmm. surprises. Yeah. Okay. For men, wholehearted uh, sexual intimacy. Yeah. Um, Top of the list. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's huge. Um, respect and then admired. Um, and so the thing that you as a, as a woman, let's assume if you're listening, you're a woman. Yes. All of those giant stack of hurts and harms to the, the relationship, the affairs, the, um, infidelity, the addictions, all of that, Let's let's think about it, right? Those you're unsafe, right? You're un- yeah. unsecure. The the addictions. You're not. Your family's not being taken care of. Um, you're not being cherished. You're not being treated like a queen, like you should. He's out philandering, doing all these other right or things. yeah, getting his fix on, and the family it, and you become way last on the list. Yeah, right, right. And so you've got your pile of hurts. Now, what about him? What are his pile of hurts? Well, for him, maybe it's he feels controlled. And when he comes home, he can do nothing right. He can't mm. do the dishes right. He can't uh, put the kids to bed right. He can't talk to his son about the way he did something. Uh, he can't discipline right. He can't. Uh, nothing he does is good enough. You okay, know. so right there. This pile of hurt for him is he has no respect, no admiration. He comes in his home and he feels like a loser. No appreciation. Yeah. At the end of my first marriage with my husband, it was like that. I couldn't breathe right. in, this, in If we were in the same room together, I could not breathe right. Mm. Is it, I mean, there was nothing I could do that was correct in his oh, eyes. Yeah, gosh. It's hard. Right. Right. That, that, that critical environment that 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 culture of of criticism and and criticalness i completely hear that um so if he feels like a loser coming into his house he doesn't want to be there he's just not interested yeah exactly yeah and so what happens a lot of times when i see a couples whether it's a a husband or a wife they're they both have their piles of hurts um they may just be different and and of course you know, I'm I'm kind of generalizing, or I am generalizing that you know, men and women. You know, man is the one that's doing the infidelity and that sort of thing, but it can be vice versa, a hundred percent. Exactly, and uh, it's the same deal in a same-sex relationship, right? I mean, 
it doesn't matter which one has which pile of hurts. Sure. Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, what I really have to teach from the very beginning is that if you can't forgive your spouse, um, then there's really no reason for them to forgive you either. Like by neither of you have reason for it. And yeah. yes, one of you looks like it's better or, or worse or, or not right. as bad. I, I'm the injured party. Yeah, let's, let's step away from the victim role for a second because it takes two in a marriage. Right. Yeah. Right. And it was it, often it's a it's a slow slide that makes somebody so lonely, so sad, so um, able to make a, a bad choice like an affair or, or, you know, what have you, whatever it may be. Whatever it might have been, exactly. Well, and with addiction, right, having all this drama and trauma in at home in the house doesn't help the the initial hurt that they're trying to medicate away because much of addiction is just trying to step away from the emotional pain of whatever that is that's right that's yeah. right yes and so that's really the first step is um deciding you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna kind of do one last go at this like why not have a three-month experiment of I'm going to forgive this person because I've already invested however many years. Maybe you've got kids. Maybe you've got just a life together. I'm going to give it another go just in case because we all know neither of us are fully um, you know, innocent in a relationship. Yeah, we exactly. all can do better. Um, and so, so that's, that's kind of the first step. And the second thing I would invite um, this person listening to do is look at your arguments um, and what I actually ask my clients to do is actually have zero arguments for a season hmm. um, so that you can get some good blood between you and your spouse. Just to, just how, how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can understand, okay, I'm going to not deliberately provoke an argument, but sometimes the shit just rains down on you. Mm, mm. Yes. Well, the thing that I notice is when I tell my clients enough that you're not going to get anywhere in this program if you don't start with no arguments. And when they finally believe that I'm not going to give up on that stance, that, yeah. that stance <laughs> exactly, they get to a place of like, okay, I'll figure it out. Like maybe instead of flying off the handle with their spouse when their spouse provokes them, They'll stand up respectfully and walk into the outside and, and breathe a little bit and then come back and engage in the conversation. Um, and so there's lots of tools you can use to kind of de-escalate a situation, but some of it might just be kind of, okay, yeah. I think. <sighs> All yeah, right. That's right. Let's, let's put a, a pin bit. in this. Uh -huh. I need to go breathe for a minute. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And it's not saying that you can never have hard conversations and that you can never disagree. That's that's crazy talk, right? That's yeah, not it yeah. at all. But right now, you and your spouse are are carrying such loads, heavy loads of pain and woundedness that you're still working on forgiveness, right? Um, but every time you see each other, you're carrying this load of hurt. 
And so, of course, when an argument starts, oh, you're just you're just throwing rocks that. Oh, yeah. You've got these piles of hurt (laughs) back there that you can dig into. And yeah. But you remember the time that you and fill in the blank, the incident. Right. We all have a pile of incidents. So, yeah, that, that was one thing that I learned from my first marriage that I brought into my second marriage, which is to bring up that hurt continuously, regardless of what the argument or discussion is about, serves no purpose in the relationship. Mm. All you're doing is beating up the other person and putting them on defensive. And I've changed my approach to having conversations with my husband about things we don't agree on uh, in that I don't, I don't access that pile of crap. That is not part of what we're trying to do here. And I'm not trying to win this discussion. We're trying to come to a mutually agreeable solution. Mm, yes. Right. And I find that helps me to remember that that is the purpose, not making him wrong or trying to make myself right. Yeah. Yes. I love that perspective. We're on the same team. We, yeah, we both we're want exactly. We both we both want a, a good outcome to this particular disagreement. Let's explore our options as opposed to throwing punches at each other. Yes, agreed. Yes, that's yeah. so key. Um, so that's kind of the the second piece I would encourage, um, and then another. Probably the third piece I would encourage is the culture of your marriage. We talked a lot about criticalness, and you know I really like to think about uh, your culture in a marriage is basically what's normal for for a couple. Like what what do we say when we uh, get angry? What do we not say ever when we get angry? What do we say when we even are at the dinner table? What do we not say? What What's just normal for us? Um, when we are upset about something, how do we approach it? Those are just cultural norms. And so, what I want to invite you to do is really reflect on what's culturally normal for you and your marriage. So you might say, if I want to ask my husband to do something, a, a super direct uh, grab for this from the store. Okay. So um, I used to do that. Sure. Um, but until I really recognized, okay, respect is key for mm. who he is as a man. And so now what I would do instead it may feel over the top, but it shows that I respect him is, hey, honey, if it's not too much trouble, could you grab da, da, da? And that little phrase, that little phrase just speaks to him. I love you, babe. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I, I find I lead with, I'm really overwhelmed here. Can you do me a favor? And he's like, Absolutely, babe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. I'm the hero charging That's to the right. rescue. <laughs> yes, it's true. And he wants to be that for his wonderful bride. You know, it's not helpful to say, I'm doing too much. You need to do da 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 da. And then that's like, Oh, yeah, that's gosh. accusatory, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so these little tweaks in language, but they're so huge in a relationship. They feel like, oh, why would that matter? But it really does. Well, I mean, if you think about being on the receiving end of it, 
I mean, what what feels better to be invited in to provide assistance or for someone to go get over here and do this shit with me? <laughs> That's right. Yes. It's so true. And unfortunately, that was after I understood the sex part. That was the next lesson that I had to figure out was that I was controlling him and I was acting like his mother. And you don't want to fall in Mm. love with that kind of a woman. You don't even, and I've talked to men about this. They're not even sexually attracted to their wives who treat them like they're that way. Yeah. Well, they want to be treated like an adult, not a child. I, I know it's really popular in the media and, you know, sitcoms and whatever that all oh, men are like great big grown up three year olds. And when he's sick, yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but all right. The other 98% of the time, no. <laughs> That's right. It, it's true. I mean, it, I, I think you're absolutely on point that so many times men, um, Yeah, they really get a bad rap in that area. But you know what women do too in in plenty of areas, but one of listening, like women have feelings that need to be expressed and the men get to be the ones to listen to her heart. And when she feels listened to, when she feels loved, oh yeah, she's willing to take it into the bedroom, sure. But he's Mm -hmm. got to invest in her heart before ever she's willing to open herself up in other ways. Right. As opposed to fixing her quick. So so you'll be done with the the crying or or whatever other emotional drama is happening. Let's just fix you. That's that's not what we're looking for. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Oh. So we are up on our second break already. Can you believe? So if you're out there in listener land, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, We've got a couple more topics coming up that you may want to hang around with. What do you do if you feel like you married the wrong person? Um, And what if I never felt connected before? Is there still hope? So hang around and we'll be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827 and let me know. How has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you and go out and live soul first. Get Unchained. Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel.
You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I'm here with Bella Rose, and we are discussing reviving a relationship that has been in crisis for some time. So what do you do if you feel like you've, like on that exercise I gave at the first break, you know, make a list of the things that you remember loving about this person, appreciating about them. What if that list is like empty? I was going to say short, but like empty. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I I mean, there's so many times that I'll work with somebody who's in that spot and really on their heart is maybe I just marry the wrong person. You know, it seemed like it was good in the beginning, but things have just taken a nosedive and maybe, maybe it was just a couple years or a couple months into marriage. Maybe it was just slowly declined, especially after the kids came and different priorities. Here's what I would say. Um, There's this aspect of life that um, it's almost like once we accept something as is, we figure out how to make the most of it. Um, And so I think that it really holds people back when they feel this indecision in their head. And so they think, yes, I decided to commit to this person lifelong. Let's assume this is a marriage that we're talking about. Yes, I, I chose that. Um, but, you know, maybe I chose the wrong person. So, so then instead of being present with that human in front of you, you are judging them. And you're looking back and saying, oh, that's an awful behavior. Oh, I wish I didn't hear that or do that or, or um, be around a person that would do that to somebody else. Um, so that's you're judging rather than being present and actually saying, okay, I accept that I made this decision and I'm going to make the most of it. So instead of, um, I, I think this is awful. A lot of people, I really do, but um, you know, it, it, it happened, whatever. I mean, people say, um, my type is X. Like, I'm. Right. Uh, this is my type. And, and I get, yeah, there's I, natural. I want Mr. Tall, Dark, and Handsome. Right. Yes. <laughs> right. And there's natural attractiveness and what have you. But at some point, you decided that the person you were with what fit, fit enough of those qualities that you needed to go forward with. That, and so, what, what I talk about with my clients is like, Listen, you made the decision. You need to cut off all these other mindsets that's causing you to not actually be able to be present in your marriage now um, so that you can actually make the most of it. So then we can actually be productive and we can actually do things that are going to help our marriages be completely revived and transformed. So that's when um, we change our culture in the marriage. That's when we start to change ourselves. Um, That's when we feel empowered to do completely different things in our relationship. And then our spouse starts to take notice and say, oh, huh, they're hmm, doing unique things. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious about uh, this. Okay. So acceptance is not about 
uh, giving up hope that that egregious behavior will never shift. It's about accepting the person as they are and then interacting with them differently. Yes, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. It's um, and it's almost like you're uh, if you have children, um, a child, you know, if you don't accept their their proclivities, their natural personality, who they are at their core, and you just want to change their behavior and force them to do what you want them to do, and they're mm-hmm. just flailing and screaming and totally against what you want them to do. Total meltdown in the aisle at Trader Joe's, yes. <laughs> yes, or the street corner in the park or up yeah, the stairs or You name over. it, they, they're willing to just lay it out there, yes. <laughs> That's right, and adults, we have versions of that exact same thing in a lot of the behaviors and the negative things that we have just been talking about. Um, And a lot of those negative uh, behaviors that we've just been talking about. And so, um, and so instead of the forcing, instead of the, you should be different, even if we're feeling it just in our hearts, because our spouses are smart and they know what we think of them. If we think they're an idiot, if we think they're mean, if we think they're uh, not living up to their potential or we disrespect them in our own hearts. Oh yeah, it comes out in, a, it leaks in micro expressions. It leaks yes. in your tone of voice. It leaks in your behaviors towards them. Absolutely. Yes, that's right. And so we really need to decide, I accept this person. No, they're not perfect, and they're also not the mirror image of me, so they're not going to do things the same way as me. They're very different, and at one point in life, you thought that was attractive. At one point in life, you liked those differences, and so now we get the opportunity to notice those differences and appreciate those differences again and say, you know what? You do the dishes totally different than me. You think about things totally different than me. You have solutions for things that are so different than I do. Why is mine better? Yeah, exactly. My way. That doesn't even, (laughs) I mean, it it makes no sense why we think that ours is automatically better. Well, yeah, the perfectionist in me has like this crazy standard. And I've, I've come to the conclusion that, you know what, it's okay. It's all right if the dishes are not done exactly the way I would do the dishes. <laughs> it's all good. And I didn't have to put that effort in. And so I am grateful for that. That's right. That's right. And so often, um, I think that a lot of times people think um, faster is better. So if you get to the destination faster, that must be a better route. And so if my spouse doesn't get that direction because they didn't take the shortcut or what have you, or if it takes longer to do the dishes or if it takes longer to uh, accomplish a task, then my way must be better because they are taking too long. But also, you're, what we don't realize, again, with our assumptions, we don't realize that we're assuming faster is better. But the truth yes. is, like, what if a more scenic route is actually better, a more beautiful route or a more calm route or a, a place where you don't have to stress as much because it's not on the highway route or exactly <laughs> well and my my uh, spiritual counsel when I was first getting to know them I would get in my car to go someplace and I would ask you know which route should I take should I go left here or should I go right here that sort of thing and I was frustrated initially because I was arriving late 
places, which the perfectionist in me is like on time or early, right? (laughs) And I finally sat back and went, the route that I'm taking is not about me getting there on time. It's about me contacting certain people, seeing certain things, being able to provide energy to certain interactions because I noticed I was being routed by the car accidents, the people who are pulled over on the side of the road who are being searched and their lives are being turned upside down. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason I'm sent past that. And part of the reason I'm sent past that is because I'm a healer, because I leave angels behind me and, and send energy for the highest and best outcome. That's why I'm being routed this way. It's not about me arriving on time. You're right. (laughs) Right. There's so many different reasons and different different uh different ways that we just have to trust we have to yeah. trust that our our partner can do what they do and it's and just because it's not the way i would do it doesn't mean that it's wrong yeah um so yeah so um so when you when you come to a pl- a place of really empowering yourself by accepting them as who they are then you can actually encourage the good that you see in them when you accept them and then just to your point of writing out things about them that you appreciate. That's something I invite my clients to do every day is write out, first of all, 10 things that you're grateful for every morning and make five of those about your partner, especially if you're going through a rocky season, five of those about your partner. And don't, don't, um, well, basically what I often say is it's just unacceptable to say, I can't think of five. Like, no, that just means you haven't tried. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I, one of the things that I do for myself occasionally is this love exercise, right? And I start with the people that it's easy to love. You know, my dog who <laughs> is totally unconditional in her love, right? My husband, we're not having any trouble there. So he's easy to love. And then we move out to like neutral people. The lady at the checkout stand in the grocery store, the guy that brings my groceries to the back of the car, you know, neutral people. Mm. And then I work on the people that I have disagreements or past hurts with and this sort of thing and sending love to them. And sometimes I get to that point and the love, kind of, the, the flow kind of like drops. <laughs> it's like, yeah. All right, let's let's go back to the ones that I'm are easy to love and bring the flow up and then we'll turn and we'll send love to these people that I do have disagreement with. And I found it to be a really empowering practice and it it brings me into a space where it's easier to offer them forgiveness and to see mm. them as people, not as problems, not as adversaries, not as, you know, big monstrous boogeyman because we tend to do that we tend to paint somebody with the brush of the enemy and they're just people yeah they're not monsters they're just people yeah yeah Yeah. that's right and when we do accept them as people and we actually start looking for hey what are they good at or what's their strengths or what are some things that are unique about them that i could notice just again, in my own heart. So when you make it a personal practice, you're not telling them about it necessarily, but it's just changing your own perspective. And the thing is, when we know somebody likes us, it starts making us show up a little differently around them. We show up a little bit better. 
you know, one thing I, I talk about my husband is he's always seen me better than I ever saw myself. Oh like, my God. Tell me about that. Oh, that awesome. <laughs> he's like, you are so gorgeous and so oh. wonderful and so talented. And I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> and, and there's this part of me that wants to argue with him. Uh, but I've learned to tell that part to sit down and shut up. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Just perceive it. Exactly. He's not wrong. <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> yes. And, and how does that make you feel? I mean, you want to be even better. You want to do even more in all your incredible ways, right? Yeah, absolutely. So we're down to like the last few minutes here. And I know you brought a gift with you for our listeners. And so I would love for you to tell them about that. Yes, absolutely. So I think the biggest thing that has helped me with my clients is this framework. It's really helping them to see, you know, generally speaking, we've got three significant needs that women need uh, to feel fulfilled in their marriage. And it's just kind of wired into them. And in a similar way, three specific needs that men need um, that's kind of wired into them. And, and I can briefly go over that. We did on the first one, but it's known, safe, and wholeheartedly cherished for women and respected, admired, and wholehearted sexual intimacy for men. When those things are filled up, on either side, it's almost natural to fill up the other. It's almost intuitive, in fact. Um, and so, yeah, that is the framework that I go much deeper into in the, the downloaded gift oh, for you. Beautiful. And so, if you would like to get this framework and some of the insights and exercises that go along with that, you can go to SovereignSelf.media and Bella Rose will be up at the top on Remind me of the name of your gift. Intimacy Framework. The Intimacy Framework. Go out there and get that. SovereignSelf.media. Thank you so much for joining me today, Bella. Thank you. This was so fun. It's always just a blast. So 30 seconds. What are your words of wisdom, your words of hope for somebody as we're approaching Valentine's Day? How, how fast can this work? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the forgiveness and the acceptance and working on your own gratefulness can happen immediately. I mean, this that can happen today. If you really decide that this is something you're going to start over, you're going to give your spouse or your partner a blank slate, and you're going to focus on the good that you still have, you can accept them. And you can let go. It's a process to forgive, but you can of start course. that process. Your commitment to forgive is the thing you can do immediately. Um, and should and then, you tell them about any of this? <laughs> should you make an announcement? <laughs> I've decided you have a blank slate and we're starting fresh. <laughs> you know, it, I guess it would depend. It would depend on. Usually I tell uh Spouses not to tell their spouse anything. Like I'm just like you make the changes in yourself in your own heart, and they'll naturally and kind of respond to that. Observe, yeah, yeah, they'll observe. Um, but yeah, I mean, why not change the only one that you actually have power over is yourself. And when we change ourselves, other people naturally respond differently to us. Yes. So that would be my encouragement. Beautiful. Yes. On on that note, I will say thank you so much for joining us. And thank you to all who are out there in listener land. I do this show for you guys. And I love hearing from you. Drop me a quick line at AskZofia at TransformationSpace.co. And until next week, go out and live soul first. 
Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here 